0: Frank, 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 it is back to beautiful gray skies here in Seattle, Washington. You are missing out.
1: Oh, I thought they were all kind of like a orangish brown haze because I I still get weather reports on my watch and it said something like unhealthy conditions. Scary.
0: Yes. Last week was no bueno. Uh, It was very, very bad. Um, In fact, I think uh, Heather yelled at me one day because I rode my bike home and she goes, you know by being outside for 30 minutes was as if you were smoking seven cigarettes.
1: Oh, really? That bad? The air was thick? Could you feel it when you were breathing it?
0: Oh, when I got off my bike after an hour, I did not feel great. I I definitely felt, um, what's a good word? Very almost fatigued. I mean, I just cycled for an hour, but I felt very heavy (laughs) as if it was a, a lot. It was more was taken out. From me, like I didn't feel as good as much energy um, as I previously had.
1: Well, I'm sorry your body's suffering, but people are getting some amazing photos. So I think it's completely worth it.
0: I do like to see the there's almost like a new Seattle tradition. However, it's a bad tradition because there's tons and tons of trees that are being burned down and houses potentially. So, again, our hearts and prayers go out to anyone that's it's in these forest fire areas. But yeah, it yeah, does have that trade off that when you look up at this, the moon or the sun at night, it's like a red, <laughs> Whatever like, happens, weird, it's, it's very strange. Everything's very, and when you look at the city, you can like one day I could barely even see it. It was just an out, like you could just see the outlines of some of the buildings. It's really weird.
1: Yeah, here we're calling it Smoky August now, whereas August used to be the beautiful month when it wasn't quite so hot. We were finally cooling down a little bit. Now it's Smoky August for the last two years. We'll see if it's a three year tradition or not. But I mean, it's sad to see those forests burning and they say it's going to happen for a while, especially because I was looking at some land out where they're burning right now. So I'm like, oh, no,
0: (laughs) you're going to buy buy some land out in the wilderness
1: well, I don't think so now. <laughs> That's terrible, but <laughs> no, I have to go look.
0: <laughs> Although it could be a great investment, I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Thanks, yeah. I'm just going to uh, watch out for August. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, Frank. Well, you know, I wanted to talk about something a little bit more of the time, of the now. We don't often hmm. break down recent events on Merge Conflict. I mean, we've done Dub Dub and we've done Build Recaps, but... We never really took something that's out of the news. It's not really our, our shtick. It's not our thing. You know, if we're well, we a
1: thing, it's not that. Unless Nintendo's releasing a product, then we just, yeah, stop everything and we talk about the Nintendo product. But that's that hasn't true. happened this in a little while, so I guess we haven't been a news show. But today, James, we're a news show. Tell me more. We are a news show. I thought that it would be really intriguing to talk about the
0: recent drama around the app store because we're app developers um (laughs) and uh in this drama it's it's been twofold um mostly around the revenue share that apple and google and microsoft Uh. take from developers and and i say take right because that's what it's really being framed as they're they're taking our money this this inevitable 30 percent um as everybody
1: knows so it's a cut There's always a cut. This is the business world. Every time there's a transfer of ownership in a product chain from the producer to the buyer, there's a cut. This is business. I think everyone's just a little sad because the cut is pretty big. 30% is a big number, whereas middlemen usually only usually get like 10%, unless you're an author. Then doesn't the publisher get like 90%? Isn't that like the worst gig?
0: (laughs) Probably a publisher. I think you get a big upfront and then nothing else ever. Um, (laughs) I I mean, unless you sell millions of of copies, I mean, that's the same in the app store. I mean, if you sell a lot, a lot of copies, it's a lot, a lot of money. And 30% is a lot of that lot of money. (laughs) You know, I think that's the problem. So 30%, um, and you get 70, is that correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Uh, it's been like that since the beginning. Ever since I've been on the Apple App Store, and then everyone seemed to follow suit. Google, who was next? It was Google, and then Microsoft. They both went with the thirty percent models, and I never saw it. I never saw it as them taking money from me. I saw it as this is. How much they're going to, I have to pad the price by because this is what exposure costs me. I mean, that's why we're all on the stores is to get exposure to users, to get our apps actually out there. And so that they take care of all the messy business sides of things for us. So it it wasn't like them taking 30% from me. It was just more like that's the cost of being on the
0: store. Yeah, the cost of cost of business, if you will, yeah. I would say. And yeah, there's more than that because the nice thing here is that they manage all of the the uploads, the the downloads, the updating, the file storage, the notifications, uh, the transaction fees. They have the credit cards. I mean, there's actually a lot of nice things that are occurring there. I don't think I ever want to be holding on to no. people's credit card information. That sounds not
1: not a good idea. <laughs> No. And even like purchases, they're kind of easy. I've, I've programmed payment systems before, you know, where they kill you though, is the, um, returns, the cancellations and the card that, you know, got canceled three months after the purchase. That's where the stuff gets nasty. And again, I'm kind of okay with, uh, them taking 30% for that. Yeah. It's not too bad. They, they,
0: you know, it seemed as if they were trying to progress a little bit, um, a few years ago, both Apple and Google, decided to adjust the subscription part of it so the nice thing or interesting part is that for me going into the app store I just knew that I would give up 30% no matter what no matter what I was doing in-app purchase a paid application um, or subscription it was just 30% off the top and I think you told me actually when I was doing pay to remove ads I was going to do 99 cents because that seems like that's the default oh 99 cents and you go right you go well is that worth 66 cents to you? Cause that's what you're going to get, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I go, hmm, it's tough. that's interesting. You're 70 cents. And I go, no, I would like at least a dollar from it. And you go, and you go, well, why not a dollar 90 or whatever? Because you're like, yeah. why don't you do $3 or two ninety-nine? you know? And that was a good point. You're right. The padding on top of it, that goes into it just like tax or, you know, sales tax or anything like that. I think people pad whatever they're going to charge. They have to lower it or, or increase it based on that. So Apple and Google at least did one thing, which was, Hey, you know, if you had a subscriber giving you $10 every single month for a year, we'll reduce that fee to about 15%.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, except I've never actually had a good subscriber app out there, one that has like recurring subscriptions. So it doesn't help me at all. Again, like Apple keeps finding all these clever ways to reward people that have weird business models, not the like standard business model that they came out with in the App Store. But it does give you some hope that they recognize that you know the the thirty percent thing. Um, if we use the tax analogy, it's like a flat tax. Is and you can argue, but it's just so simple. And you can argue, oh, simplicity is good. Everyone knows what they're walking into and all that stuff. But at the same time, thirty percent's kind of a big number. And we're going to get into it. But especially when you're doing digital assets and you're trying to sell things yourself, and Apple's taking thirty percent from all of those, it really does add up. So. This is them realizing that a flat tax isn't actually that good. And people are going to find alternatives if you don't make the developers happy and, you know, get them paid, basically.
0: Yeah. So it's they've a, designed. Yeah. It's like a catch 22, right? Because what you just said was you got to make the developers happy. You don't want to take too much money from them. Yet you don't have an option. I mean, on, on <laughs> iOS, you literally Apple's gotcha, yeah. which is so interesting. They, they have you there. You can't not use their system. And I would say that on the subscription side, the reason I don't do subscriptions is it's a lot harder to implement and keep track of and architecture app. It's just extra. Like you buy one thing.
1: All right. That sounds good. Right. (laughs) Let's say hard enough. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm old school, but I, you know, I grew up with the, you buy the software. That's what you get. You It was a simple transactional model. It wasn't like renting the software. and I I guess I'm just showing that I'm an old man there and I haven't switched my apps to subscription, though I do consider it from time to time. But yeah, it doesn't really help us using the old traditional fuddy-duddy 1990s model of software sales.
0: Do you think that 30% is too high? Like, Have you ever felt like, man, if I just had 10 more percent at the end of the year, (laughs) that would really be nice.
1: Um. So to answer that question, no. But I'd say when I first began, the thirty percent did hurt, especially when you're kind of clawing tooth and nail to like make any money on the store, and you're only making a hundred bucks, and then all of a sudden you're making seventy bucks, and you're like, "Gosh, I can't even make a hundred dollars off this stupid thing." So I think in the in the early days, it did bother me. Um, I guess it. <laughs> I don't know if I just, you know, you get used to it, (laughs) Stockholm syndrome, it's not quite that, but, or you just, you know, we're we're humans, we adapt to any condition you throw us in. Or if it's just that I've also sold apps out of the app store and all that overhead that we were talking about, the maintenance and all the care you have to put into it. I decided that 30% was okay. You know, I wish it was 10%. I wish it was 15% not 30, because then maybe I could charge a lower price to customers and still get the amount that I want out of it. But definitely in the beginning, I felt so. Nowadays, it's just a fact of life, you know, Newton Newton's 10th tw- law, thou shall pay 30%. <laughs> so what was your
0: biggest frustration of out going outside the app store? I mean, was it There's a lot of different aspects into it that I mentioned, right? It's the payment system, it's the updating, it's the notifications. Like what was the biggest pain point there?
1: It's not so much that any of those are so bad for one app. If I sold one app and had one website to maintain, one app to maintain, life would be good. I could over-focus on the sales process and all of that. But when you have five apps and six apps and they each need to update, that means each needs an update server, each one needs sign- assigning, each one needs separate databases. It, you know, it just, it scales poorly with the number of apps. All that overhead just accumulates. It doesn't really get that much simpler, unfortunately. I, I kept trying to devise ways to do that. Like I've written update servers so many times and I've never used any of them, but I keep trying to solve a problem that I don't have, but I do have because yeah, that 30% did bother me. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: it's, in, it's intriguing because it almost sounds like it's the scale. It's, it's the scale that you as a solo developer can, um, actually handle that workload, right? Yeah. At what, what, at what point? Does it make sense to actually offload that work and pay someone else to do it? And that person happens to be a company named Apple or Google.
1: Right. It's the classic make or buy decision that every company has to make. Uh, is it cheaper to buy this thing or is it cheaper to make it? Um, in this case, it's the store. And then my decision was it was cheaper to buy it. Pay 30% by the store.
0: Yeah. And, it the, solved. and the reason that I really wanted to, to dive into this topic was Mostly because there's two companies where they have decided that it's not worth <laughs> paying um, Google and Apple. And the, and the first one I, I, will, I will mention because it's in trial. And the second one I really want to go into, and the first one is Netflix. Okay. Netflix. Just Netflix in general, oh. everybody has, right?
1: Yeah, sure. I'm surprised you said Netflix, though. I thought you were going to say Amazon, to be honest, because that's the, that's the case I think of the most is how you can't buy anything on Amazon. Mm. but tell me more about netflix
0: well so netflix is a very large company mom and pop streaming (laughs) service if you will (laughs) and netflix they they started to introduce paid subscriptions into the netflix application now that is great because guess what apple has all the credit cards they have all the stuff and they can integrate stuff but 30 percent of Netflix revenue is a lot of money. That's literally yeah. 3 or 4 dollars. And guess what? They keep raising rates. They and I'd assume that they have to keep raising rates because if someone keeps taking 30%, well, that's quite a lot. You got to play catch up, you know. And plus other 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 rationales. Now, what's interesting about Netflix is that they decided to spearhead a trial, so they haven't cut it out yet. But in certain markets, they're no longer doing in-app purchase and they're just going to take them to a web browser to make the purchase.
1: Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. I would have said if you hadn't just said all that, that Netflix already did that. I am shocked actually that they were paying the 30%. Netflix has always been kind of uh, riding the nice edge of profitability, I think, (laughs) just in terms of how much they have to pay out. And so I just kind of assumed that they went the Amazon route of disassociating all purchases from the app itself and forcing you through other things. So, wow, they were paying the 30% to Apple and now what they, um, they have a link to purchase. Cause as far as I know, Apple won't even let you link to an external purchaser. You just have to say like in text, Hey, maybe if you go to this website, you could buy this item.
0: Yeah. As far as I know, I mean, it is the third highest grossing application in the app store. Um, which is has to be a lot of money. I mean, we estimated out that Apple made $10 billion from the app store last year, just a lot of money. Um, quite a bit now. I'm not sure as far as I know, I haven't tested it, but I think that they just link out like to something or it's like go to netflix.com and subscribe or something like that. I'd have to actually see what they did. Um, I don't I do use Netflix on my phone, but I just have a subscription from netflix.com. So to me, it didn't impact me, but um, it would be interesting to see because they're rolling this out in 33 countries. So
1: Yeah, I remember when this happened with um, Audible and Comixology because you used to be able to buy your subscriptions and buy everything within the app with those. But the moment Amazon took over, they canceled all those features. And I remember... And this part I'm a little shaky on, so don't take my word for it. But you couldn't even have a button to the website. You just had to state it. Very sad. Uh, so I'm curious to see what they've been trying. So is this causing controversy? Why are we talking about it now versus back when Amazon did this?
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because for Netflix, that means that this means to me that Apple is not negotiating. Like Apple's not like they're like every 15%, right? 30 and thir- and 15. That's what everybody gets. And I kind of appreciate that a little bit just to say, Hey, listen, <laughs> it's like net neutrality, right? Everybody gets the 30%. Everyone gets the 15. We're not, you know, you don't get anything special. I almost wish that they favored right. the little, the little, the smaller developers that are making less money to say, Hey, until you reach a point, blah, blah, blah. Right. But if you're making the yeah. billions then your your app is downloaded more. It's more bandwidth and it makes logistical sense that you're paying more money. I think that would actually be a solution that I just came up with right now, not my actual solution, but that could be one of them in general.
1: <laughs> so it's the classic tax debate. Are Do you want a progressive tax or do you want a regressive tax? Do you want to tax the poor or do you want to tax the rich? You have to decide. Normally, I think we all think you should tax the rich because we want to put more money into the government, get better roads, get better police, get all that good stuff. But in the case of a private company like Apple, I think you want uh, a, a regressive tax, unfortunately, where kind of the more money you make, they actually back off a little bit, which does mean that the lower people get overburdened with the 30%. But, I mean, those are your choices, flat tax, progressive tax, or regressive tax. Uh, They all kind of suck. It's going to hurt one person over another, definitely.
0: Yeah, so I guess they just stay the pace, right, and let it happen. And um, that's what they'll do. Now, on the the Android side of things, it's a little bit different because, as you know, on Android, things are really crazy and developers can do anything. It's a wonderful, beautiful world. (laughs) So the biggest controversy as of late, which is really what's bringing me to this is um, um epic games the creators of fortnite you've, you've heard of fortnite it's a game small game small little little game it's you know off.
1: i thought it was a small little game for the longest time i thought it was just a silly mobile game that people were playing until i realized what it was as far <laughs> as i can tell it's just craziness on wheels with a hamster on a I don't know <laughs> juggling fire or something, and I think that's a mod you can buy for it. Or I don't know how the system works, but what a ridiculous game, right? Do you think everyone who writes like narratives for games and tries to put story content in games looks at Fortnite and they're like, oh, it turns out people just want to be clowns?
0: You has got yeah, good it everyone wants to emotes and play stuff and go and yeah. So Fortnite, right? Um, what's interesting about Fortnite is not only is it ridiculous and crazy, and I don't understand it because I've tried to play it on my Switch. Is that it was out on iOS and it came to Android, but they decided someone crunched the numbers over at Epic and they said, uh, we're going to lose a lot of money, maybe 50 to $60 million (laughs) if we pay Google 30%. So we're talking a lot of money. So they decided that they are going to forego Google play. Okay. And they just, they launched Fortnite as a downloadable APK. So an app package. You download it from their website, and then that is like an app that installs that's an auto update. It's like its own little app store that can download stuff. Now that seems fine because they have their own whatever. It? Yeah, it's fine.
1: I mean, don't don't you get like a warning box or like an error box when you try to just randomly download an APK? How did I mean that there's some security on Androids, right? A little?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. You're correct. So okay, so it is fine but then not fine because you do have to toggle on allow unknown packages which is a little bit scary yeah it's almost a developer mode so kind of you're putting your phone in an in-between
1: developer mode state so it's kind of bad um yeah it just means uh anyone can spam you apks and you'll just randomly run them and they'll hit your key store it'll be great fine no (laughs) No worries there well
0: you at least have (laughs) to hit the install button um so the problem here is that uh, Epic uh, released this, and then Google found a security flaw in it. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> and the security flaw was a man-in-the-middle attack. And Epic fixed it as soon, like a day after Google um, reported it. Now, the, the controversy comes about that. Google didn't wait like the 30 days or 60 days that it's required. 90 days? Yeah, 90 days. Yeah. They waited seven. (laughs) They waited seven to tell the internet. So drama, just straight drama. And I love the drama.
1: Yeah, I think um, Epic was trying to prove that they could write secure stuff that, you know, we don't need the Play Store to be secure. We can write our own secure installer. So obviously, just how embarrassing is it to make a mistake like that. And I read the exploit. It wasn't a super easy exploit. So I don't imagine many phones were actually compromised, if any, to be honest. But at the same time, um, Epic's trying to make this statement of y'all, you don't need the Play Store. We can all do our own thing. And then this happens. It's just embarrassment. And uh, I'm, one of my programming mentors, Tim Sweeney, I love everything he's ever created. He's the one that kind of wrote kind of Second shots at Google. Say, Google's first shots was only waiting seven days to release uh, notification of this, and Tim Sweeney's just like, we're, "We really appreciate like you finding this bug. We fixed it as soon as we could. You guys are awesome." But wow, douchebag move! <laughs> Don't
0: do that. <laughs> you were
1: supposed to wait a little while. This makes everyone look bad. Yeah,
0: not so, not do cool. Do you think?
1: Do you think Google? Was not cool on purpose, or do you think someone just jumped the gun randomly at Google?
0: Well, I will tell you my thoughts after we thank our sponsor this week, Frank. Uh-huh. Ah, got it in there. Well, our sponsor this week is our good friends that make amazing software over at SyncFusion. In fact, they build software to help you build software, they make it so you can build software faster. SyncFusion has hundreds upon thousands of components and frameworks that you can integrate into any of your mobile and web applications from WinForms, WPF, ASP.NET, UWP, Xamarin, Angular, Vue, or React. They have something that will fit your needs. I'm a Xamarin developer. I love building mobile apps, but I hate building all that other stuff like charts, graphs, PDF integration, Excel spreadsheets. I don't want to do that. Syncfusion does it for me out of the box. What's great about is they have a full free trial of everything that they offer, including a great community edition so you can get all of the Syncfusion stuff for free, but you can get in, install a Nougat package, and boom, you have everything at your disposal, everything that you could possibly want. So where do you go to learn more? Go to Syncfusion.com slash Merge Conflict. You can learn about all of their great controls and components and download and install a free trial right now. So go over to Syncfusion.com slash Merge Conflict. And thanks to Syncfusion for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Boom, look at that transition. That was a good transition, Frank.
1: That was smooth. I liked it. Yes. And boyo, Excel files. You don't want to be parsing those. No, no. Get the component. (laughs) Yes, get the component.
0: Now, that's what, you know, that's what Epic should have done. Well, I think, you know, I think here that... Um, you know, I think Epic having all of this engineering resources, all of this money at their disposal, they, they should have done a better job. I think putting this out, however, I do think that I, it's, it's not a good look, Google to, to do that seven days is just not a lot of time. And to be honest, by telling people about this exploit that's available, there's going to be phones, Android phones, which is your operating system running unpatched versions potentially of this game. So now you Google have opened up your customers to more hacks. So it's, it's kind of a catch 22 where it's good that they announced it, but they should have just waited. I would, if they would have waited 30 days or 60 days, that would have been fine and it wouldn't have been a drama, but you know, I, I just think it's not a great look. So (laughs)
1: But I get it, you know,
0: because we mentioned earlier that this is a large substantial amount of money going into it. So I could understand why, um, why Google's upset, you know, it's going to cost them $50 million this year or so estimated that, um, that it's not on there. And then if you look on the Apple side of things, right, it's a substantial amount of money. What, what did we say? It was counted $11 billion in the last year revenue from the app store. That's a lot of money. In fact, that is well. It's 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 a lot of money. Not as much in it's comparison. more than I ever had. Yeah. Did you was, ever
1: have 11 billion?
0: <laughs> um. Not. I usually don't have 11 billion sitting around. Okay, yeah. Um
1: But I keep my bank account more around one. <laughs> one. Which oh, is what
0: single billion or one dollar.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. No. One dollar. One dollar.
0: Um, <laughs> but what if I told you that that was actually five percent of the company's
1: revenue? I'd say you're lying to me. 11 billion is five percent. So that puts it at. Uh, over 200 billion, about
0: 240 billion in total revenue. And to be (sighs) honest with you, um, 5% is a lot of a big, it doesn't seem very big when you look at like, oh, 240 billion, they can take $11 billion hit $11 billion and 5% is substantial. Just imagine if they lost 5% of their, their stock price, like that is substantial, you know, over time. So um, I yeah, get it.
1: and I don't I don't know if like Google hates epic for this, but I think Google's a little more worried about would be the landslide if a bunch of people started doing this, mm. like Amazon or whoever. Um, yeah, the the big players, if all the big players started following suit, then they might feel it. I have to assume that 50 million dollars isn't really that big of a deal to Google, or at least I would hope not. But at the same time, it's such an imaging and a PR thing. Like, Do you go to the Google Play Store for all your apps or don't you? It Mm -hmm. it becomes that question.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I think you've hit the nail right there on the head, which is, yeah, you don't want that landslide effect, which is you do not want everybody abandoning ship to go (laughs) do this because you know some developer is going to come up with a simple SDK that says, here's the, here's how you create your own app, your own private app store and get around this. And it's not going to be the, the smaller players, you know, or mid-sized players. It's going to be these big players and that's where it's going to yeah. cost them a lot of money.
1: So if we're talking, when I say big players, I mean the fortune 500 people, but mm-hmm. we've seen something similar, uh, on the Mac app store, actually a lot of, Big mid-level people, big big my size, right? <laughs> um, but making making more money than me for sure. They've removed their apps from the app store, explicitly stating that their thirty percent was too much given um, the restrictions of the store. Number one, that's not something applying to Android or iOS. Special to Mac, you don't have to abide by the restrictions if you're not on the store. And two, just the level of service and the exposure that they get from all of that and so we've already had this diaspora from the mac app store by a lot of big names in the mac world i use an app called sketch and they famously got off of there and i kind of miss it because i preferred that i preferred it being on the store because i like that simplicity myself so it's i think i don't even know if Apple's gotten the wake up message yet. Like you would hope they got it three years ago and would be addressing things, but they really haven't changed things on the Mac store. So I think it would take the huge players, not the big players. Like we've already seen in the Mac store, but yeah, the, the epics, the, I almost said Google's, but Google wouldn't remove themselves, but the Amazons and the whatever the other big players are throughout the world.
0: Uh, you, that's a good point that you bring up because when you switch to desktop, it's a little bit different of a landscape because traditionally there was no real app store. I mean, even on windows, right? You just installed X's and everyone ran their own installers and did their own thing. And then the app stores came along later. So it almost makes sense that if you really want to attract people to the app store, most apps already have a way of installing. It like gets built into the nature that a windows app or, a, or a, a Mac application has a way of installing. It's literally built in. Um, so you need to do something very different to attract developers to go into your app store. And I think Microsoft struggles the same way there, right? With uh, the Microsoft store and attracting developers. And one solution that they had uh, that they announced at Build this year was that they were just going to reduce the fee for the windows or the microsoft store Oh yeah
1: Yeah I I remember this now this is very cool so what did they drop it down to So
0: they there's so the baseline or the baseline mm-hmm. instead of being 30% it's 15%
1: Nice. Okay. And this is going to happen this year. They said something like that, right? I believe this year. Yeah. I, and it, it may have gone in effect
0: well, already, but I I couldn't yeah. find a thread on it. Even though I work for the company, I should know, but I'll have to ask someone in the division.
1: So that's super nice. Um, I think me from 10, eight years ago would be super excited and jumping up and down. Me from today is just like, okay, that, that's cool. Thank you. That's definitely extra money in my pocket. I'm not going to turn that down. Thank you very much. I probably won't lower the price of my apps, <laughs> leave them where they are, but I, I definitely appreciate that. Oh, what a move that would be if Apple did that. That's very aggressive of
0: Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that falls in line a little bit more. I mean, I understand Microsoft's motivation there. But I would say that it almost falls more in line with being a middleman, you know, middle person where yeah. they're taking a, a tr- credit card transaction fee, which is usually, I don't know what, three or 4%, which is still a lot of money.
1: Oh, no, I hope not. Don't pay that. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> negotiate down to 1.5 people. Yeah. Just yeah, <laughs> <pro> yeah. <tip. laughs>
0: so there's that level, right? But one thing that Microsoft did on top of that, I want to point out here. Is they have a special incentive, which is, let's say you go to calca.io, right? A website that has yet to be put on cloudflare.
1: Just calling you out there. I just, sorry. Hey, how's MerchConflict.fm doing?
0: Oh, it is uh, HTTPS compliant. We are 100% good to go. Score. Score. All right. Um, we did it. We did it. <laughs> All
1: right. How- <laughs> Congratulations. How are you making fun of me now?
0: Okay. So you go to Cal- Cal- You go to oh. Calca.io. Mm-hmm. Now, when you go here, you're going to notice three links. Uh, App Store, Mac App Store, and Windows Desktop. Okay? Yeah. Now, what's cool here is that if you click on any of those, it'll launch the App Store. So if you're on a phone, on a Mac, or on Windows... Now, what's intriguing here, although I don't know if your deep link is, it should just launch the app store. It didn't do that. You need to do a different link, but that should, I need a better link. You need a better link. So ideally when you click on that on windows, that will launch the app store for me to buy it. Okay. Nice. And, and if that happens, they only take 5%.
1: Oh my God. Is that true? Okay. So that's them saying, if you didn't search this through our mechanisms, if someone directly jumped over to it, then I get 95% of the money. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think, honestly, the App Store searches are terrible. So these direct links do work. And so that's a pretty good move from them. Obviously, they have the data to know how many people do uh, purchase that way and not. So they must've found it reasonable, but I like that. Wow. That's super aggressive. So normal price is 15%. And if I do a direct link, I uh, 5%. Yeah.
0: It's a good compromise. You know, if you're doing all the heavy lifting of promoting it and getting it out there, it's a good kickback. Now, I don't know if I do think that for desktop applications, that makes a lot of sense just in general. Um, I would say this from The perspective of how the app stores work on phones, where there's paid apps, subscriptions, different subscription models. My thought here is my idea of how to solve this issue is, is to really adjust that. Okay. So if I have a recurring, so this is the thing that I never really understood is that if let's say I make my app $5, they take 30%. But now let's say, and and I do that once, right? That's all I will ever make for that application. But if I do a subscription, I literally could do $5 every month. Okay. And then that 30% happens every month. That literally doesn't make any sense to me. That just, I don't get it. Um, I feel as if there needs to be some adjustment there. If it is a subscription, I know that it goes down to 15%, but why, why couldn't the first purchase be 30% and then every other one just there's. Because to me, the subscription based of it is that I'm not paying, you know, I've already paid you my dues. Like the amount of money that Apple needs to spend on a fully paid app versus a subscription app is, is the same amount of downloads. I could update them the same amount, you know, I could have the same Mm -hmm. amount of push notifications. So this app that had a one bulk would only ever, you know, in the long run would cost Apple a whole lot more because if I update it a thousand times and everybody downloads it, it would cost them a lot more. If I have the subscription one, then it would cost them the same amount of money, right? But they're making a whole lot more money on it. And I'm making less money. So to me, it was kind of like if I'm doing subscriptions or even if I'm doing paid uh, amounts, there needs to be certain levels uh, of some aspect, or if I'm a developer that's you know, has apps that have the the life of them, right. For so long and, you know, or something, I'm not positive. I I guess I'm kind of circling, but I guess my (laughs) idea was like, there needs to be certain criteria that allow me to make more money faster over time. Um, because I'm scaling up because if my, if my company is scaling up, yes, I'm making more money from it, but I'm actually losing a lot more money at the same time. So it becomes a lot bigger, um, at the end of the day. And I don't know if that's right. I don't know if that's the
1: right approach, but I, I just, I don't know. This gets into philosophy a little bit. Like you keep saying I'm making money and losing money. Technically you're never losing money. So it's like, it's a a funny use of the word, but I I do get what the point you're trying to make. So I'm just playing with semantics there, but I I am curious. Are you thinking like, would you prefer subscriptions basically be tax-free then? at some point, or are you just thinking 5% or 10% instead of the 30%.
0: I don't know. As the world seems to go to a subscription only model, I don't think that there's going to be paid apps very much anymore. It's a very sad realization. So yeah. I think that it subscriptions could go that route to entice these bigger players for it. Now I would say that consumables have the same issue. You know, if you buy a consumable for Fortnite and you're buying a thousand coins, You have the same issue there. So I'm not sure if that even adjusts it. So I think you need to adjust all of them. So let's say this. Okay, so here's my biggest issue today that maybe they could solve. This would be step one. So they've adjusted subscriptions, that 15% over 12 months or whatever. That's great. If I can sustain somebody for 12 months, that's a great feat. But um, that should probably come down a little bit. But what about paid applications? What about... um, in, you know, consumables or one-time purchases, they, they haven't addressed that market at all. They're still taking the same amount of money as always. So for me, it seems as if, Hey, there should be some adjustment there over time. That's me.
1: Yeah. Um, and I I think it's, it's the developers are in a tricky situation because I assume Apple's making the argument that unless we see a bunch of people fleeing away from the app store, then we can continue business as usual. You know, everything's fine. Mm -hmm. It would have to take a bunch of developers leaving the store and finding a way. Trick is you can't really leave the store on iOS. (laughs) So we're, (laughs) we're at the mercy of Apple here. Now, the one way you can leave the store is to make like a web app. And so I think that their biggest threat is the web subscription model, where if I wrote a web app and did my own charging on there, I'm not paying anyone any overhead other than the credit card fee, you know, processing, basic processing Mm -hmm. fees. So I think that that's the only extreme, the only competition, honestly, to Apple's dominance in the App Store and their control of us, basically. So we either have to hope that Apple is benevolent and cares for our interests, which basically is a joke <laughs> in a capitalist system so no that's not going to happen or they have to be threatened by something web subscriptions and the truth is web apps just aren't there yet today you know they're they're not competition on iOS at least maybe on android it's happening a little better but definitely not on iOS and so i don't see them taking too much proactive change but sometimes they surprise
0: you it's got to be that or they like you mentioned they need some sort of opposition and maybe that opposition is google right maybe a bunch of other companies and games leave the google play store and then google addresses it and they lower their fees pushing (laughs) apple to lower their fees
1: i'm not even sure google lowering their fees would Affect Apple that much. I mean, we live in a little bubble, us Apple people, and as long as things are working in our neck of the woods, it's all just fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I guess that is one potential. But they, it would actually have to, it would have to show up in the numbers. Frankly, you would you know, need it would have to make it onto an Excel sheet. Yeah,
0: you would need something that was like not only did they lower the fees but then app developers are pragmatically targeting android first over ios with exclusivity right. so if if um epic was like oh we're going to now launch in google play first and for 6 months before we do on ios but as we all know ios users happen to usually spend more money than android users just in general it's
1: yeah packs. And that's what I was kind of alluding to there by saying that we're in a bubble. Like it's there's money being exchanged in this bubble, so it's okay, and as long as we're insulated from that. But Apple does make deals. They're kind of slow to do it, but if the big players say to them that we're leaving, you know, if they're threatened, sometimes they'll make a deal. So it's possible. But it's Apple, aren't they stubborn? (laughs) Apple, but for Android, Google. Yeah, Google, they they still want to pretend to be good people. So maybe they'll appease. You.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Did we do this topic justice? How do you feel? How do you feel, Frank?
1: Ooh, I don't know. I hope we didn't just complain for 30 minutes or, oh gosh, 40 minutes. <laughs> I hope uh, we said something interesting in here. I Like I said, I just kind of made my peace with it. I'm just kind of over it, unfortunately. Yeah, I would love to make more money. Who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. But overall, I don't. I don't let it keep me up at
0: night. Interesting. I don't. I, I don't. I don't make a whole living off of the app store, though. I wish I did because that would be a great problem to have. Uh, um, <laughs> that would be a great problem to have, and that's why I have you on with me every week because you are living living the dream over there, Frank. Thanks. Living with that thirty <laughs> percent cut. Now, I will say this: I want to hear from our <clears> listeners. We, you know, we get uh, all of you to reach out to us during lightning rounds, but we do want to have like a really open dialogue. I would love to know. Any of you other making apps for uh, uh, Google Play or iOS or Mac or desktop, even if you're not in the App Store, I would love to know how have you gone about this problem? Do you just accept it? Do you? Create your own app store? Do you do your own transactions? I want to know what our listeners are doing, uh, just in general. I think it'd be super interesting to read back some listener feedback. So, write into us. You can go to MergeConflict.fm. There's a contact button, and it's all HTTPS. Thanks to Frank transferring the domain to me. Nice. We did it together. It was Woo-hoo. great. Right after, teamwork. right after last week's yeah, team teamwork. Have I? Um, uh, that's it, Frank. Anything else from you?
1: Nope, nope. Uh, Next week, we'll be complaining about when it rains because it's very upsetting when it rains (laughs) and other things that we can't control. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Well, until next week, you know where to find us on the internet mergeconflict.fm, mergeconflict.fm on Twitter. You can find me at James Montemagno at Proclarum and Proclarum.org, Frank's fancy new website. I will put it in the show notes. Go subscribe to that RSS feed um, and make sure you get those updates. You can support the show by, you know what? It'd be great if you could leave us a review. That's the best way to support us. If you leave us a review, share it with a friend or colleague. If you want to go a step further, we have a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash MergeConflictFM. Um, and you can um, donate some money and get some cool uh, kickbacks such as stickers and pens and all that good stuff. So until next week, this has been another Merge Conflict. I'm James Montemagno, And I'm Frank Kruger. Thanks for listening. Peace.